On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going to talk about season four, episode 11, and haunted home remodeling, how to maximize your square footage by renovating that crawl space. And fun facts, if you know what liquid meth is, you might also learn that it's a misdemeanor in West Virginia to marry your father. Let's do this. Welcome to Devil's Trap Podcast. <laughs> this is not a recording of the emergency broadcasting. Liz is just booping her nose. Hi, I'm Liz. I'm Diana. I'm not and... booping my own nose. I'm booping the cat's nose, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, and not my nose either, because I'm not in the same Wait, city as you. Let's yeah. try. It's hard to boop somebody's nose boop. on Zoom. Boom. Boop. No. Well, boop. It was that way. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. How are hey. you? I am alive, well, have returned from my travels, and now I have to face the work week that comes after the travels. Yeah. yeah. Good times, good times. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, we've been redoing some things in our home and um, are in the uh, the final stretch, which is in detail mode now, which is very nice. But I uh, I spent a lot of time cleaning this weekend. Which I mean sounds bratty, but like I had to like deep clean the house. And I'm just gonna say that getting up and down off of the floor or crawling around on the floor when you're over 40 is fucking bullshit. Yep. <laughs> so you should pay somebody to do just pay somebody to do that. Well, this was pretty yeah. But anyway, so uh no, but we did I'm pretty excited. I'm getting we're getting summer ready over here and uh I'm ready for pool time and pool season, but there we go. So yeah. No pool um, time, but not sweating time. Sweated yeah. once this weekend. Didn't like it. <laughs> I'm so ready for summer. I don't care. I know you are. But yeah, are you are you having a beverage this evening? I am just drinking a thirsty goat, and the reason is is I really don't want to drink because I'm very tired, and I've drank a lot this past past few days. Yeah, uh, but. I'm out of sparkling water and I wanted carbonation. So I was like, yep, I'm just going to drink a beer because that. My wine almost came out of my nose on that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's sparkling water with hops or something. Sure. At least, yeah. 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 Technically, yeah, you're not wrong. It's still sparkling water. It's just <laughs> flavored. Yeah. Uh, not, not quite a LaCroix over there, but you know. Sure. Uh, Why not? <laughs> We just got our wine club shipment from Coleman. So that's what I opened tonight, that Tempranillo from Coleman. Lovely. I'm sad I missed the pickup again, but I, uh, someday, someday I'll actually get But Yeah, no, I keep going with like my, mine that's out there. I'm like, I'll go pick it up. And then they're like, you missed it. We're shipping it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, just send it. Well, cool. Well, um, yeah, no, not too much going on. In, well, you've had a big trip, but you're 
recovering still. So we'll, I had a big uh, trip. Baltimore is exciting. I didn't get murdered. I didn't see anybody get murdered. So and you didn't, and you didn't, but you also didn't see John Waters. So that's I did sad. not see John Waters or Mr. Trash Wheel, but oh, I did no. get Mr. Trash Wheel's ice cream and I got Mr. Trash Wheel pens and a fanny pack because it was Mr. Trash Wheel's birthday. If you don't know who Mr. Trash Wheel is, fuck it up. There we go. All right. All right. So we're just going to jump into this because, yeah, season four, episode 11, Family Remains. Remains. All right. So this is season four, episode 11. This first aired January 15th, 2009. It was directed by our favorite suit wearing Phil Scritchia and written by Jeremy Carver. And there's just going to be some huge sugar warnings here because there's a lot of incest murder ahead. And that may be about the show or maybe about something else that's coming up. I don't know. I'm just saying that there's going to be some gross things that happen in this episode. So small children, why are you listening to the show? Get Please away don't. from our show. Stop. <laughs> you should stop, stop be listening. listening, children. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick off with dislike this episode. But I'm just saying, I'm sure people are shocked by this information, but I feel like if you liked this episode, there's something fucking wrong with you. So that's me judging. I'm judging all of you that enjoyed this episode. Boom. Why would you enjoy this? Who would enjoy this? What's the point of the show? Is the show point in entertainment? I mean, it's supposed to entertain you. I'm sure they were trying to make a point, but also it was upsetting and I I was not happy. It was so entertaining though. Mm. It was just horrifying and terrifying and there's some reasons for that i know that has to do like the basically flipping out the network and wanting to make things really bad blah 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 blah. but uh (laughs) anyways yeah gross gross episode uh but gives us a lot of gross things to talk about yeah and we're just and just some hillbillies um so we're start off with a hillbilly i don't know maybe he's not i I just looked at him assumed but yeah he's a hillbilly (laughs) old country old dude in old country house yep Yep, yep. And he's just drinking a beer in his dad chair. That is a daddest of chairs, man. Such a cliche dad chair. And and there's they we do get a like a close-up of family photos. So I think that now as you watch, I noted that, but as you're watching the episode, you see like, oh, there's a reason why there is his family pictures there. Um so the power goes out. And so he uh walks to the door. If you're hearing like Mike bump, the cat is (laughs) Tweaking. Stop wants, tweaking on the mic. No, tweak in your chair. This is what happens when I'm gone for four days. I'm not allowed to stay, go within, with like farther than six inches away. All right, this, yeah. this thing. All right, so the power is out. Then- he goes He goes to leave to go check why the power is out, but and the door that he goes to leave the room is locked. But then the door behind him, like to a closet, starts to open slowly. And I'm already upset because I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking scary. This is the kind of shit that freaks Diana out. And there's some spirity, deathly looking chick coming out of the fucking doorway. And he says, you stay away from me. And then there's a big blood splatter on lots the home, of blood. Sweet, and on uh, the home sweet home yep. uh, crochet. Yeah, well, if you have that in your house, you're kind of asking for that. So that's we start off with this lovely murder by this you know, creepy, creepy ghosty casual, looking chick. Casual little scene. Yeah. So we cut to ba- a baby with um, Sam sleeping and Dean is looking for the next job. Yeah. yeah. And also Sam sleeping in the backseat and one, his brother just had sex back there. So um, no, I hope he cleaned it. Yeah. Yeah. No, Some I mean, I'm on that bish. Yeah, no, and some Lysol and, you know, I don't know, lots and lots of 
antibacterial wipes and oh. all sorts of things. But yeah, but Sam's like very, very tall. Like I understand the Impala <laughs> is large. True. Not that Illinois large. It's not large enough for that man to comfortably be sleeping in the back seat. No. So he wakes up and he's like, are you looking for another job? We just finished a job like two hours ago. And Dean's like, yep, got to keep moving. Basically, it's like yeah, Cedar Rapids, Tulsa or Chi-Town. And he's like, look, we've been doing this nonstop for months. And so um, Dean's like, and Sam calls him out basically that he's working jobs to run from what Dean confessed to Sam at the end of the last episode. See, so and, Dean took my advice and he shoved all those feelings way back down where they belong. And ran away from them. And like he you ran away from them and buried himself in work. That seems completely appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Dean's just like, I'm just going to change the subject. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to go to, was it, Staten, uh, Nebraska. Stratton, Nebraska. Stratton, sorry, Str- Stratton, Nebraska, where a man was hacked to death inside a locked house. Sam's a locked like, room inside a locked house. locked house. And Sam's like, oh, that sounds like a ghost. So I guess we're going to Nebraska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does Nebraska have a song? I was like, come look at our corn, Nebraska. <laughs> So um, they, we uh, we go off to Nebraska, and our road trip takes us to a a sign. It's a farm, and it's for sale. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't see that the house was sold because the sold sign fell into the overgrown grass. He but, did, he did, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, we missed that. Well, that's cool. Let's just go break into this house. You know, yeah. even in, you know, this is fine. Like, they can't be a realtor, anybody here, whatever. It's cool. So we're just gonna break into this house and we go inside, and it's clearly vacant." I like the there's a line of three three beds two baths and a homicide place is gonna sell like hotcakes i'm like actually if we were talking about today's real estate market it would it would go over yeah. asking motherfucker yeah mine said sh- shit in austin the obituaries are the market now like that is all <laughs> like we were doing people were just looking at the bit oh he died the I neighborhood was he in I, I love that like both of us are like the fucking housing market right now that doesn't matter yeah it's bonkers. Yeah, we spent bonkers. a lot of time this weekend talking about that. And yeah, yeah well, it's about to fall. It's fine. So we uh, go into our spacious but a much needed of an update kitchen. <laughs> and yeah. I'm looking at this as just as an HGV, HGTV person would. Exactly. Mm, well, you would definitely uh, reconfigure the cabinetry to maximize storage. And anyways, um, and uh, Dean notices there's this weird, you know, a, a piece of a panel on the wall and sam's like oh yeah it's a dumb waiter um so okay and then and they're walking around the emf readers going bonkers but there's massive power lines very nearby so they're like oh well which okay. is like aren't there power lines everywhere like so art well, yeah there's a reason emf <clears throat> anyways okay mm-hmm. so dan sam's just like well i'm just gonna open this rando closet door yeah and there's a fucking doll head with its hair Burn cut off the place down like Burn as soon off. as you see that Burn you it. just take a match and you just go poof we are done because mm-hmm. there no situation is a single doll head that has had its place like perfectly out. whereas there's nothing else in this house and it's just staring at you and well no yeah so burn it all down but we do learn from this exchange that the former owner was named bill gibson i guess that really doesn't matter but Mm -hmm. that's how i at least know his name is bill yeah and uh and as as dean says that's super disturbing you are correct it is yes so correct so but as they're looking around they hear some cars pulling up oh yeah and there's an escalade with a moving truck pulling up the drive so guess Uh, what uh, the new owners have arrived 
they have. And boy, oh boy, are they an all-American family. Okay. Uh, we've got a wife in a vest, a young boy, a dog, a teenage girl, a mm-hmm. dad with a stick up its ass. And of and, course, Uncle oh, Ted. And of course, Uncle Ted with his shaggy hair. Uh, and um, the teenage girl makes a joke about cell phone reception because it's going to ruin her life. Like well, it, also, I mean... Yeah, you need cell phone reception. What the fuck? I mean, granted, this was 2008. It probably wasn't that big of a deal then. Uh, but yeah, this is where the, the rural divide started. And mm-hmm. so uh, the guys are just seen coming down the stairs because how do we, what are we, whoops, <laughs> we're in the house. Yeah, Oopsies. what do we do? Who are we? Uh, apparently, code enforcement. Co- apparently code enforcement drives an Impala, just <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a I mean, county code enforcement that's in that town that's, is probably like Bob. Personal vehicles, yeah. Yeah, it's just Bob. And so I have a whole lot of things, these problems with this situation. But Sam's just like, oh, yeah, you've got asbestos in your walls and a gas leak. What? Yeah. And it's a health risk. So you need to go stay at a fucking hotel and or motel. And they're like, they're very upset because apparently in this cross-country trip to move to this place, they've stayed in several and they're not excited about doing it again. But they're like, well, what if we don't? And they're like, mm, fine in jail. Yeah, so, can county enforcement do that? Can code uh, enforcement? If they if they got a health like trespass warning on you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like this goes upon you know beyond their abilities. But anyways, yeah. the girl also said that she hopes that the motel does not have hooker sheets <laughs> and i'm just like what are hooker sheets i mean are they uh, is it with are they just like sh- shitty cheap like motel sheets or is she mean there's like stains on the sheets are there Ooh. stains or do they have like are they satin or like what makes a sheet a hooker sheet please tell That's me a question slide into my dms and let me know what hooker sheets are all right tell me so, about your hooker sheets. tell me about okay no don't tell me about your hooker <laughs> sheets. i'll take that back Stay out of my DMs. All right. So um, I guess the family decides to go. And now uh, dun, 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 they have changed. Huh. The brother. We yeah, now no the brother. No, 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 not anymore. But they're in suits now. And they're t- asking um, this woman uh, about finding Mr. Gibson's body. Um, and apparently, basically, she was his housekeeper for the last few years. And so yeah. and they ask her, where was he when you found him? <laughs> I like this woman everywhere everywhere he was everywhere he was everywhere oh shit he got hacked up real good uh so she does give a little bit of backstory though on on bill gibson uh his wife died in childbirth and then their daughter that they that she'd had hung herself 20 years later yikes and uh yeah but she also randomly has like some like really good family photos (laughs) Yeah, but you know, she, she just has a couple of photos of them. Yeah, and, and Dean's also just like, well, why did she, I don't know which one asked, but they asked her, like, why did the daughter kill herself? I'm like, why would she know that? Well, I mean, I guess sometimes if there was, I mean. And, People, like, like yeah, I don't, I don't know, know she was I sad. Don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she didn't want well, to live anymore. That's why she killed herself. What the fuck, man? You know, if there had been trauma that they were, yeah. you know, maybe some specific stuff, but yeah. So, um, and so they ask her, like, hey, did you ever notice any weird things? like with the power or putting something down and not being where you left it and uh she's like no she's like but no you mentioned it there was a rustling kind of in the walls and they're like like rats and she's like "Mm." but yeah so there was like noises in the walls yeah and but but dean's kind of like oh yeah it must have been some big rat she's like i never saw one 
So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they're like rats. But I was like, why the fuck are you in that house? Out, get out, burn that shit to the ground. All right. So then one more piece of information that we need because ghostiness. Yep. But we want to be- we want to burn them. But right. They've already been burned. Um, they were cremated. Both the wife and the daughter were both cremated. So we cut back to our our creepy house that should have been burned to the ground and raised already. But Uncle Ted has looked around and said that the code enforcement guys, our brothers, were it was all bullshit. There's no asbestos and gas, and he works in construction, and so there's no way those guys work for the county. This house. You know, after they start ripping it apart, it has asbestos in it. Oh, fuck like yeah, it I'm just looking. Like, fuck ma- you, Ted. But the thing about like, asbestos is that, like, it doesn't matter if it's not disturbed. It's only like if you're going to go tear a wall out that it becomes a problem. Yeah, but still, I mean, maybe they found it somewhere else. You know, just like you what? can't just go walk around a house and be like, no, no asbestos. I'm no one here. Now he could probably That's be like, how- yeah, there's not a fucking gas leak because you can smell a gas leak typically, yeah. or there's tests for that, but. Yeah, yeah asbestos, I think, I think, no, you'd have to tear a wall out to fill that. I think Ted's full of shit. Anyway, so there was like, well, I don't know who these strange men were. Guess I'm not gonna call the sheriffs. Like, what like did you not call code enforcement before? Like what? I, I'm so it's confused. Bizarre. Like this whole family is just weird. I, I feel like so, they're also in such a like non-confrontational, like they're just trying to get to like you get the vibe that they're like trying to get away from something and there's like this apprehension and nervousness about moving to this house anyways. So I think they're just like, fuck it, we just need to move in. And I'm sure yeah. like, I know a cross, cross country road trip with the fam and I'm tight with my family and I love them very much. It's fucking stressful. Yeah. I'm moving yeah. in on top of that. Fuck you. Get me in this house. Like, I don't care. I will I leave the gas, leave the gas leak as it is. I don't fucking give a shit. I'll maybe I'll sleep really well tonight. Like yeah. kidding. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> But anyways, and then so as they're going in, though, our teen girl sees a face in, up in the window. <gasps> oh, no. But she, oh, and my mom's like, what do you see? Of, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, no. Girl in the window. We got positive attitude, mom. Like, it's going to be great. Come on, Katie. Things are going to change. But so we're getting already starting to get this idea that something is not uh, normal with this family. Like something uh, has happened. happened. Yeah. Everything's going to get better from here. They're, they're here for a reason. Yeah. So it's nighttime now in the house. And Danny, the young boy, I guess like what? Probably like 10? I'm terrible judging that Meh. shit. I don't know. He could be 19 or seven, I, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, he's playing a Game Boy or something in his room. And of course, is like, Switch. Well, is that what the kids play now? I don't know. It's 2008. It wouldn't have been a Switch. Probably was no. Game Boy. Maybe this, there was, it was Sega Game Boy. I don't know. I'm not a nerd. Mm. <laughs> You're a different kind of nerd. I'm a different kind of nerd. nerd. You couldn't even say it with a straight face. No, he's supposed to be unpacking it. and he's not. He's playing fucking video games like a little shit. Yep, and he lies to his mom. He get punished for lying. But the, while he's sitting there, the closet door slowly opens and a baseball rolls out to him. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm already getting freaked out. I'm just telling you at this point, I think this was the point that Dave had already gotten back with Frosties. And so I'm trying to write notes with one hand. I've got my notepad in my lap, got my Frosty in my other hand, and I'm trying to cover my eyes at the same time. So that, just let me paint that picture for you because you know, and I think that you, I, if you seen some of our old photos guys i i'm a fucking wuss and i like to cover my eyes when things scare me and i know that's juvenile and useless because i'm gonna watch what happens i'm not gonna cover the point where i can't see at all i'm just gonna cover for a second so it doesn't scare me real bad and i can peek through yeah and that's helpful it protects you 
Sure. Right. But that's what I was doing with my frosty. Yeah. So <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Danny? Because Danny is just like, oh, there is this ball. Hello. Hello? It's okay. I'm and, Danny. And rolls the ball back. If something, I don't care what child this was, any child, something comes out of the closet, be it whatever, they're not going to be okay with it. No. I would not be okay they're with fine. it. Something is wrong with fucking Danny because uh, no, this is not good behavior. No. And so he rolls the ball back and then stands up and something roll and then something throws the ball to him. So now it's not just like a, oh, the ball rolled because the house is uneven. That's bad foundation. No, no, they threw it back to him. Yep. He's <laughs> playing catch with something. Yeah. So we cut back to the kitchen that needs a, a gut job, basically. I mean, we all know it this. It needs a gut anything. job, but they have filled it with furniture very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly. This house um, is furnished now. And I'm like, well, wow. That, that was, yeah. yeah. Maybe Uncle Ted is a badass. Yeah, maybe Uncle Ted has his reasons. They brought, they brought him for <gasps> him and not like paid movers for a reason. And Brian and Susan are talking about their vegetable garden. Well, Susan is talking about her vegetable garden. Well, Brian does the, or whatever. Brian yeah. does the thing that most husbands or boyfriends do and pretends to be listening to her while he's actually doing something else. And that's yes. fine. No judgment there. It Understand happens. we do. This goes back and forth in relationships. It does. And so, also there's a smell and that would also distract me. Like I'd, I'd be like, I must find that smell. What is that smell? <laughs> yeah, he said something smells really bad. Like a raccoon died in the walls or something. Or trash. So, panda. That's very sad. Um, and so she's, she kind of pauses when she's, you know, decides to not berate him for not listening to her. And it's like, what are we doing on a farm? He's like, no, it's going to be different. We're going to be happy. And she's like, you know, I can't put the kids through another year like last year. So we, now we've definitely solidified that something has happened to this family. Um, the brothers pull up and they see the family's there and they're pissed because like, son of a bitch, we thought we had him kicked out to a motel, at least for the night. So we could figure out what the fuck's going on with the ghosts in this house, but they didn't. Yep. Fucking rebels. And they're like, well, what the fuck did we do? And we get a really nice. And Sam's like, well, we can tell them the truth. And Dean's like, really? And he's like, no, no, no never. <laughs> Well, but it's Uncle also interesting, like which families, like they picked, like this tell. family can handle we, us telling them the ins and outs. They're just like, look at Brian and Susan, and they're like, no, no, they can't. They they can't would not it. take they this well. It. Yeah, and then Uncle Ted find, calls them into the living room and has found someone wrote "Go" really large in crayon, red crayon on the wall. So what do they assume? That Danny did it. So poor little shitbag Danny, who's playing video games when he's supposed to be unpacking, gets yelled at and called downstairs. And he, But he insists that he didn't do it and says some creepy fucking shit. He does. He does. And he's just like, the girl on the wall did it. She yeah, because that's not terrifying. And if <laughs> they don't leave, she's going to get really mad. It was like, oh, he's acting up. You know, that's this poor child. He's yeah. Something has happened. And this is his teacher said he was going to act up. And then yeah. Danny, of course, gets the righteous indignation that only a child who has been accused of lying and is not lying can get. Because I remember that feeling. And I probably still get that as an adult, just being like, no, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm the girl. <laughs> in the wall and they're like okay no it's why won't you just tell us the truth he's like the girl in the wall okay yeah as they sent him to his room and as he's going he says if andy were here he'd believe me 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I next time I ever get pulled over, and it's gonna be like the girl in the wall did it, and then just see what they did. This is the story about how Liz got a psych hold. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, uh, not funny. Um, so we cut to our teenage girl Kate in her room, laying in bed, talking to her dog, who is how much she hates it there, and you hear licking noises. And she's talking about, who gross, um, uh, Buster, you're so nasty. Well, she's getting her hand licked by the dog. But then the closet door opens and Buster walks out. So it wasn't the dog licking her hand. Um, and, this, and this is an urban legend, like that one itself, that one. Um, and it's just like, like, uh, people, like the girl wakes up and like, there's just like the dog, dog is dead. And then it's like the people can lick, people can lick too. And yeah, which is also probably foreshadowing something that makes me very angry. Um, but yeah, Kate does the appropriate thing and screams and, um, yeah. So I think the dog was in the hall, not the closet. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The dog was in the hall because the closet door is what's right. Whatever. We don't see what was licking her hand really in this scene. We just see the door slam the closet door slam quickly behind something that was licking her hand. So she's downstairs talking about Casper, the pervy ghost, is her line. Yes, no one wants to be molested by Casper the pervy ghost, which I do no. feel like that was a missed lore opportunity there. I could have talked about some sex ghosts, but maybe we'll get to go back to that in a future episode. I'm kind of kind of but Danny, it, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't go with sex ghosts in this episode because we just don't need anything else make it even weirder uh and grosser. You think I'm not gonna make it weirder and grosser? God damn it. So Danny's <laughs> like, yeah, it was the girl in the wall. Because now that she's been screaming and she's trying to tell her parents what's happening in the living room, everybody's there. Danny's like, I told you it's the fucking girl in the walls. And yeah, curse, that's just me. But, but also, uh, I love that this is just like, that's not helping Danny because the sister has like the best reaction. She's just like, who? And she's like, like, what the fuck? There's a girl in the walls. Like, I just yeah. got licked by something and there is a girl in the wall. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're they, she gets interrupted though by some loud knocks and Sam and Dean are here to save the day because they heard screams. Hmm. <laughs> and then we get a feeling, did you touch my daughter? <laughs> And Dean's just like, no. no like, <laughs> then, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's, but you know, it's Dean. So, I mean, at least I don't think this one's of age, but there was this, it was like, who are you? Why are you in my house? The and door's then, open and Buster goes outside. And they broke a cardinal rule for me here in this episode. The dog goes outside. And Sam starts to tell the family that, look, y'all, y'all have a ghost in this house. It's dangerous. You in danger, girl, you in danger. Mm-hmm. And Dean's like, yeah, you've got to get out of this house. And then the power shuts off. And we're like, well, fuck, this is bad. And it gets worse because now we hear a dog yelping and crying outside. Yep. Yeah. yep. And it's yelping and crying. They're yelling for the dog and they go outside and the yelping and crying stops. And there is a trail of blood to the moving truck. And it says too late yep and then all my my notes right here is just like even though i know it's like don't you fucking dare don't you dare then in capital letters buster that in also larger capital letters fuck you i said and i said not the dog very large not the dog this fails and did the dog die but yeah dog died and mm-hmm. i don't know why y'all thought that was okay 
You don't kill the fucking dog, man. I would be much not saying it that I would be happier if Danny died, but Danny is stupid. <laughs> Danny plays with a girl who throws a fake girl in the closet. So yeah, which yeah. one's he better? Makes, Buster he makes or poor Danny? choices. Buster he was just investigating. Yeah, he was just trying to be helpful and protect the family. So yeah. Buster clearly the better member of this family. Y'all fucked up. Anyways, what, why so, wasn't Buster reacting to a girl in the wall? That's my other question, though. But okay, we'll leave that alone. Wasn't that best dog? I don't know. Poor Buster. All right, Buster. Buster. All right. So the brothers convince everyone, like, y'all got to go to a motherfucking motel. This is this is scary. Your dog has now been murdered while we were all there. So you know we didn't fucking do this shit. This is sketch. So they're like, okay, we'll go. And the, but they got to their vehicles and baby's tires have been slashed and the Escalades the tires have been slashed. But more importantly and upsetting. <sighs> They've stolen the guns out of baby. And not just the ones in the front seat. The entire fucking trunk is empty. They, they violated have trunk. violated trunk. Team it truck. is inexcusable. Like yeah. this is up yeah. there with what happened to Buster. Yep. Yep. And Dean yells, I, I, yeah, Buster's way worse, but this is still pretty okay, bad. And Dean does, he does, yeah. What kind of ghost messes with the man's wheels? And you're right. <laughs> what kind of ghost mess with the car? Like guys, what kind of ghost messes with the car <sighs> anyways okay so katie then sees the girl in the ah! field watching them and she, she she's in again. the field and i yes yes burn now you burn the field you burn the house you burn the field this Obviously. is clearly the correct course of action you're like no we're gonna go inside the house because that's supposed to be safer dean is just coming up with all sorts of stupid plans and he's like and well he, but it's also confused why the ghost is outside he's like that's not that's not real, but the, but the ghost is obviously hunting them. So he it, makes now the ghost circle. is hunting us. No, the tables have turned. Uh, so <laughs> so he makes a salt circle in the living room and explains that they can't that that ghost can't cross the salt. And Dad's like, uh, we need to fucking leave. And Danny's like, wait, y'all hunt ghosts? Like all excited. Like Scooby Doo, and mm-hmm. I don't understand this. So, so Dean basically is like, I'm holding this family hostage. Like, yeah. I think you've lost it, Dean. Like, just let them go. Like, what the fuck? I mean, there's five of them, or how many of them? But how like, are they going to leave? They can't leave anyways because they don't have wheels. Well, they could walk. Okay. And there's like, there's enough of them that yeah, maybe you lose like Danny, but no one's going to miss Danny if he dies. And so, I mean, you might as well just take that risk. Use the kid as a bait, just throw him at the ghost and you're off just, you go. You're just ready to sacrifice Danny. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so, like so he's um, not going to grow up well. He's going to be all traumatized. <laughs> Danny's going to become a serial killer. We will see Danny in a later episode as a serial killer because he's not getting out of this well. Or maybe yeah, Katie's not going to be good either. No, but no. She, but I mean, she, had her hand, she had her hand licked by something by, um, by Casper the Privy Ghost. So, uh, yeah. So, so Sam's got picked the family photos he's showing him to Kate and he's like, hey, did this, did any of these look, did these, either of these women look like the chick you saw? She's like, yeah, the daughter, the picture of the daughter, but she was paler and dirtier. And Danny's like, yeah, that's the girl in the walls. So now we've identified that the photo that they got of Bill Gibson's daughter resembles the girl in the wall if she were paler and dirtier that's that's what we got from there so at this point uncle ted tries to go a little rogue he's like uh this spirit's just like a hillbilly we're this is bullshit 
And Dean's like, oh no, I'm going to, he like checks him like physically and threatens him with the gun that he does not have because it was stolen from the car. And Sam's like, oh, are you, are you all right? <laughs> you okay here? And uh, so Dean stays with the family while Sam goes to check out the attic. Uh, and Uncle Ted has smart ass comments about if the salt's kosher. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and something else that occurred to me, and I was just looking this up to make sure, like, they even i think in 2008 i don't know when the law was passed but there's a realtor disclosure law if there is a violent death in a in a house like i'm pretty sure like post amity like i would say post 70s that yeah. that came in but i don't know like how early that was passed but they would have had to have known because generally it's like with somebody's died violently in the house the last three years because it affect the house's value yeah. and just you know ghosts um so even though now there's a lot of properties like if you go look at new orleans properties a lot of them will tell you if it's haunted or not and sometimes they're like i don't know which one is the better like do you want to get the one that's haunted or do you want to get the one that says this one is definitely not haunted because if you put like it's definitely not haunted then i'm like wait wait a minute like it's totally haunted like you're like definitely not no ghosts Mm -hmm. in here but so when they were like oh yeah the daughter killed herself like i'm surprised nobody was like oh yeah on top of that violent murder that was just here but does that count like with the suicide 20 years ago count as a violent death well, yeah but this the suicide maybe not but di- some recent know, murder bill being murder would being be. everywhere in the house right they had to have known about this right so i'm wondering why that didn't come up in the storyline you know where the family would have been like Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we, we knew like, there was a murder. This yeah. makes sense. There could be a ghost, and that would actually probably make the story easier because it's less of like Dean holding this family hostage in a weird way. It's more. Right. Uh, mm. Anyways, I well, digress. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> as he's kill, as he's holding them hostage, we get the closet door opening in that living room, and the girl from the walls creeping out, and she is walking very similarly to how we've seen spirits and ghosts walk on this show before except she doesn't have the shutter thing that really creeps me out no but she's popping her neck enough that it's almost doing the shutter effect effect. yeah yeah Yeah. so but the entire family sees her now and dean's like i don't know she's a ghost so she can't walk into our (laughs) circle but she has a knife and guess what she's snarling and steps over the goddamn salt line oops oopsies i thought she couldn't step over it no no not a ghost not a ghost not this is not a ghost oh no so we're gonna fight so we have fight so (laughs) dean sends the family running while he starts to fight her with his why is and okay i'll I'll save this point for later okay so they fight and he's like not doing well against this child with a knife and then sam has a brilliant idea and he's like hey and he calls her flashlight in her eyeballs And she runs and disappears into the closet. And then Dean names her as Psycho Nell. And that's just what I'm calling her for the rest of Which this. Is as amazing. Yeah. And it's so totally happy. appropriate. Yep. Psycho Nell. That's who she is now. Yeah. And they're like, well, who the fuck is Psycho Nell? And Sam's like, I don't know. All I found in this attic was Rebecca's diary. The daughter. Could, yeah. could this be useful? I don't know. Maybe. Doubtful. We'll check it later. Who knows? Yeah. So, so glad that was there. But they pointed out that if it had been the daughter, she'd be like 50 years old now. So we know it's not Rebecca. It's not Bill Gibson's daughter. 
Unless it's like she could be a monster. Like, I don't, I'm surprised they well, didn't unless, explore that, well, not, that no. possibility. Yeah, not, but they're implying that it's unlikely that it's her. Yep. Okay. So. so there's like, whatever. And there's like, all right, let's get everybody together. And fucking Danny. Fucking Danny's missing. God damn it. God fucking damn it, Danny. Danny. Like, you realize that like all this would have been fine if Danny never played with that baseball with that chick. I know. So, responsible Dean's for like, all the shit, Danny. Got your dog fun. killed. You're about to get Aww. someone else killed. Fuck you, Danny. All right. So now Dean's like has like this really great idea. <sighs> Go hide them all in the shed because okay. the windows are boarded up or something. I mean, it's not in I, the house. I get it. It's like, it, it seems like a defensible position, right? It's yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. I only have this one entrance into here that is right. easier to defend. I can kind of understand that. Right. Maybe, I guess. So but- our brothers get dad and ted to go search the house for yeah, the midfolk midfolk we're gonna go take care of things so now they've left susan and kate by themselves in the shed okay sure this all makes sense sure so um first while sam and ted wait we get dean and Sam and Brian are taking the outside yes. and Dean and Ted are taking the inside yes. because Sam decided to break them up and then to send the two that didn't like each other really a lot uh, together yeah. inside yeah. the house. Cause this makes sense. So mm-hmm. Dean finds a panel in the, in the closet. It, to all, all the wood paneling. Oh, all the wood paneling. So much wood paneling. So much wood paneling. And um, finds a panel that opens and there's like, if they don't really like talk about it, but from the audience perspective, the camera perspective, you see like bloody fingerprints on the inside of it, which is kind of a, a, a nice, a, a nice detail, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he opens it and they go inside the wall. Yep. And he, he opens it up and like, it smells and yeah. Dean like makes a comment that he smells is like, I smell that every day. Yeah. And I'm like, so is that Sam? Does Sam just smell like smell really bad? Like. You don't smell this every day, Dean. Shut being, the fuck being up. Tough anyway. guy, dramatic. They go into the wall. And now I've just got some commentary really quickly on a personal-ish note. So we just did some the minor renovation in my house. I did have a room with wood paneling uh, and uh, a poor use of space behind wood paneling. And all I can think of is like, man, they are really missing out on some square footage in this house with all this space in the fucking walls. You could just take down one side and you can get like, Two more feet of room space. You could add walk-in closets and fucking pantries galore. Just saying. See, yeah. If we ever got our haunted AGV show, we could do that in this. Like, look, take your murder crawl space and knock that out. Take the corpses out of the crawl space and you get so much more room. There's so many more places. If you finish the basement, it smells less like death. It smells like, you know, and maybe we would want to consider, you know, keeping our corpses outside. You know, yeah. it's just going to be better for shed. like your resale value. That's what that shed was for, was for the dead bodies and the rats <gasps> and everything else. But also crawl space. Would I like to go inside this? No, thank you. No, pass. Um, yeah, hard pass, pass, hard pass. I will say that they did um, actually build a set for this space. And so mm-hmm. this is this was shot in the studio. Um, mm-hmm. They did have a location for the house and stuff, but this was in order to make it work. Yeah. Like, but they also were like trying to carry the tension by making it small and stuff. But I'm, I, I looked at that. I'm like, yeah, my tits would have gotten stuck like right there. <laughs> like I would have just been like, guys, um, 
Yeah, we're not going anywhere. I live here now. And then I would have to live in the wall. <laughs> then you'd be the girl now. in the walls. I would be the girl in the walls. The girl in the walls. <sighs> All right. So, so I'm not super claustrophobic, like not like some people are, but shit like this fucking ekes me out. It should. There's a re- it's dusty. It's full of clearly it's full of rats. Well, like, I just get I be feeling the concept of being like trapped like that. Or like just not you having hit. a good motion, like oh. I want to be able to turn around. Like I need to be able to do a pirouette, no matter where I am. And if I can't dance, I can't move. Okay. So yeah, no, so, I'm gonna. If Liz can't pirouette, <laughs> can't can't live. All right, so they keep they, they they both go into the no thank you crawl space. Why haven't you burned this place down yet? Mm-hmm. And now there's a hole in the floor. I'm like, nope, still not doing that. So Dean's going to go down in it and he says, please don't let her grab my leg. Please don't let her grab my leg. He's he's lowering himself, which did crack me up for the record. But also that is exactly what I would be thinking, which is why I would never, I don't like going under these stairs. Like, oh, where were we? Uh, Oh, Zach Lagan's Haunted Museum. Zach, what's the fuck your name is? Uh, Ghost Hunters Haunted Museum um, in Las Vegas. They have, you know, well, remember when we were watching, I made you watch that demon show at your house. I watched the movie about the demon house and they were underneath the stairs where they kept finding fingernails and shit. They brought those stairs to the museum. (laughs) And so you can go under them and like look for fingernails. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, maybe get anyways, a whole set yeah. and just glue that shit on no, I'm just yeah i don't like things that other things can hide under that's just me yeah. i just just don't so and then like it's even worse because there's a hanging rat and then there's Ugh. a lot of buster <laughs> yeah there's a lot of buster it's very sad and there's flies and bones and yeah it's and just not a, it's not a good living environment and again if you renovated that space that could become a whole it. nother bedroom yeah. like think of how much resale value because there's room for a closet in there more, so this can become a whole finished. bedroom yeah it's, it could right. be an extra suite it could be an in-law suite or a guest yeah. suite you could rent it out on airbnb just yeah. saying rental yeah, income come, come on now. yeah Come visit my murder house, which actually would probably raise a lot of money. Um, and then, oh no, Ted gets stabbed in the head. <laughs> yeah, she she stalked Ted while Dean was downstairs and she stabs him in the head and then throws his head through the hole, which is extra upsetting because it like kind of blocks me. I'm like, oh fuck, Dean's gonna be trapped by Ted's head. This is not cool. <laughs> yeah. And then it also just gives us so much time for poetry. You know, Ted's dead, Ted's head, Ted, you know, all those good things. And then we hear pitter patter. <laughs> It's just like oh. that is like we get the little mic sound. That's the sound of, of the pitter patter. Uh, so Maybe let's get at her. Oh. All right. And so now they're in the shed. Somehow they've gone inside the shed, and yeah. Sam and Brian are in there with Susan and Katie. And Brian wants to go outside. And Dean is there and explains that he had to carry Ted out. Ted dead. And, and they're like, oh no. <laughs> awkward yeah this also does not look good for you you left with him and now he's dead but Sam, mom yeah. is freaking out she's like danny's dead fuck danny's fucking dead she's just committed lost all hope that danny's alive and and then she's talking about why she doesn't understand why these things are happening to them 
which is a reference obviously to something with Andy, which we haven't gotten the full story on yet. Yeah, but she's just spiraling. She is yeah, spiraling. Totally and, spiraling. And Brian at least is being the, the helpful partner of being like, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It, there's just a, you know, a psycho girl here and just, you know, we can clean it out. We can still, you know, we yeah. maybe we can get our escrow back. I don't know why he asked that. I was like, why are we still here? Like, I don't know, like maybe we can still back out of this deal. Maybe it hasn't officially closed. There's a lot of things that you should be thinking about leaving this place now, but that's not what they think about. They're just no. like, we're going to be fine. This is fine. Yeah. So down outside, we've got Dean and dad, Brian, and uh, Dean asks if Andy was their son. And he, Brian explains, yeah, he was our oldest. He died in a car accident. And this move was our fresh start for a merit for, it was from the unadvice of our marriage counselor. And the quote from marriage counselor was, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong in the country? Yeah, lots of things. Lots of uh, things go wrong in the country. That says the person who has never lived in the country. Yeah, yeah, that was a city person saying that. Um, uh, anyways, yeah, it's lovely, idyllic country. <laughs> and, right, but so- one interesting thing, though, I do want to point out before we move on from the scene is Brian, the dad, does not understand why Dean cares so much about helping them, which I think is an interesting it is interesting because dean is getting a little obsessed with this oh yeah he's invested invested. he's already been holding these people hostage and now he's just like i'm gonna get your son back it was the last godforsaken thing i'd do i don't know Mm -hmm. why he became also became a hillbilly hillbilly. yeah but you can't say last godforsaken thing and not have a hillbilly accent like i don't know how jensen ackles did that uh but then sam's like hey dean I read the diary finally that might have a tip in it. And I found a really good piece of information. Come inside. Let's talk about this. So. So the daughter. Rebecca. Rebecca, who hung herself, was pregnant. And her father, Bill Gibson, called her, quote, a dirty little whore and said he was going to lock up the baby where no one could see it. Mm -hmm. And Dean is a little confused and makes a face at Sam and Sam kind of like nods, like, come on, you got this, put it together. And Dean says, Oh, gross. And yes, I agree. Oh, gross. gross. The daddy was a baby daddy too. humans, man. Ugh. All right. So let's talk about some other gross humans. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. You should be so excited. It's lower time. All right, lore time. So this episode was based on a true crime story of the Austrian Joseph Fritzl, who kept his daughter locked in a basement for 24 years, fathering seven children with her. And oddly enough, he actually is in the news right now because he's being moved from a psychiatric detention center to a regular prison. And this literally is in the, came out in the news like today. So just kind of you know, fortuitous, on, I guess, on that. But basically they're saying that he's not crazy anymore and he can go to a regular prison where hopefully bad things will happen to him. But um, we're not going to talk about that gross case. Instead, we're going to talk about this gross case, the McClure's. All right. Let's go back in time, back into 2019. Remember 2019? There wasn't any COVID. We had the Mueller report. We had Brexit. It was just the good old days. It was so calm and peaceful. 
Some things are on fire, but not everything was on fire, just something. So, and it's Mother's Day 2019. Like there's probably a bat being fucked in Wuhan somewhere, but at this time, like we're all good. Uh, no, actually, no, this is, you know, no, Wuhan had come over. Anyway, so Mother's Day is around and there's a mother, Angela, and her son. Which is appropriate John- because when you listen to this episode, we'll only be a week out from Mother's Day. I actually, so I do have a reminder on your reminder. Uh, Mother's Day is like a week from Sunday. There you um, go. <laughs> Sorry. And so Angela is the mother of John McGuire, who is 38. He's a father of six. He was a prolific man. And she hadn't heard from her son. And that was very unusual. And the last she had heard from him that he was going on a road trip with his girlfriend, sometimes fiance, Amanda McClure. And but they were going to come to her in Alabama eventually, and they were going to help her out with some house. And she said, you know, the last time I talked to him, it's almost like he knew something was going to happen. Sorry, she's from Alabama. So I had to do that. And she's like, I was worried about the kids. And he just told me, please don't worry. I'm always looking out for them, even when I'm not there. Trust me. So John, 38, six kids, not the greatest of lives. Uh, you know, he's, he's a meth addict. And so was mm-hmm. his girlfriend, Amanda. And they had been living in Minnesota, but they were leaving that because she had warrants. And so like you do. They are, and in a lot of the news stories, it said they were on their way to West Virginia, but in the sword and scale version of it, which is where they're actually interviewing Angela and who you're about to, her sister, you're about to meet Anna. Uh, they're saying that they were just going to Alabama and they broke down in Indiana. Um, so they broke down in Indiana in their stolen car because meth addicts. Yeah. You know. And so they called her sister, Anna, for help. And Anna at this time was living with her, with their father, uh, Larry McClure. And he had just been released from prison seven months earlier. Now, why, why was Larry in prison? Well, he had been put in prison in 1998 for sexually abusing a family member. They did not name who that was, but they said it was a child between six and 12. And Amanda would have been nine. Her sister, Anna, was 10. And so, yeah, it gross. So it was, that's what happened. So when that happened, they got put into foster care. Um, Anna ended up going to nursing school and starting a family in North Carolina, but also drugs. And Amanda, uh, she had adopted parents, Alan and Gwen Holm, and she ran away from them ended up just getting really heavily into drugs had a 32 page rap sheet like i don't even know how you do like that's a lot of crime that's just that seems like a lot of crime like I, who has time for a lot that? Of small crimes though to not be like in- well and they said they're mostly drug related so i'm assuming it was probably a lot of petty theft and other right. things that you know junkies do yeah um but so after uh, Larry is released from prison, Anna wanted to give her father a second chance, and she joined him in Sky Custody, West Virginia. Now, that is in McDowell County, which, according to Wikipedia, is among the unhealthiest of any county in the United States, with the high rates of drug abuse and poverty and a life expectancy well below the U.S. average. Sounds like, like a great the place lived. to go hang out. Yes, very much like where the whites lived. Go watch those if you haven't seen them yeah if you haven't seen that the white what, what is it the wonderful there's a few documentaries on them. them yeah just look up the oh, white well yeah as this if you look at whites west virginia you're probably often to get to a lot of clan stuff so you may want to put in whites west virginia hank williams the third and yeah. clogging yeah 
Yeah, you can probably get there. All right. So Anna's like, yeah, I'm staying with Larry and it's fine because he's not molesting me now. Hmm. So Anna is like, things are great. You know, he's not being inappropriate with me. What a good man. Hmm. So Amanda calls Anna and she's like, is like, yeah, yeah, we'll figure this out. Larry sends them money for a motel. They're in Lafayette, Indiana. And like, we're going to come get you. So Anna and Larry come get them. And they don't realize, I think, that John was with them. So they come in this pickup truck. Hmm. And they drive in one of those like one seater pickup trucks uh, with Amanda on the floor, like underneath, like the on the passenger side. Mm -hmm. And then Larry, John and Anna up on the top. Apparently, though, Amanda was also like so like muffed out at this time that she was really skinny. So I'm sure it was fine. Um, so they get to the, the shack in Skagusty and there's no running water, no electricity, no cell service. What a fun family reunion. And you know what would make a family reunion even more fun? Meth. Because the family Duh. that does crank together stays together. So they're like, hey, let's just make some meth but they're not good at it and so when they make it it doesn't crystallize it just goes into the like basically like it's a liquid form oh, i don't know the oh. difference between it but it's not good i guess Liqu like, liquid meth yeah i i don't know i mean i know a lot about I drugs mean, but i don't know anything about liquid meth and i guess that's good good so, for me yeah, i don't no. know anything about this drug yay yay me achievement unlocked <laughs> achievement <laughs> unlocked we have adulted well if you don't know about this all right <gasps> so they end up putting that in glass jugs for some reason nobody knows why so they put that in glass jugs and they just go buy some actual mess because it's west virginia and you know i'm pretty sure they just went next door and they're like hey i'm out, I'm out of sugar and also math and they're like here you go friends so then anna said things started getting strange what you're at a house, a shack. This is where things started getting strange. This is by where the things way. started it getting was totally strange. normal up till just totally point. normal in in this West Virginia shack doing math oh. with my family and my sister's boyfriend and my dad who used to molest me. Oh great, oh great, yeah. and. Larry developed what Anna called a quiet rage towards John. And he would take Amanda off to the side and like talk to her. And he started treating her like she was a little girl. And Amanda seemed to really appreciate this and start taking it. So basically, Larry is starting to groom Amanda. And he's mm -hmm. becoming very possessive of her, like around John. And mm -hmm you know like things are things are getting strange and he's like hey anna why don't you cut up this rope for me and she's like this is normal because we often do this to haul scrap metal to buy masks she didn't yeah. say to buy masks but i'm just assuming yeah, haul scrap metal is followed by those three words because that typically would be yeah i stole copper to buy math i haul you know i sold I scrap, scrap metal, metal. Yeah. to buy math like that's just how that goes all right so valentine's day has come around oh what a lovely lovely holiday and larry is like let's celebrate family not weird let's get some steaks and some wine and i'm also trying to imagine what wine they bought in west virginia in sky dusty west virginia like oh i had to be some good shit i think he just probably just bought some thunderbird so he bought some steaks and some thunderbird i'm pretty sure that's what's going on and then all of a sudden he's like let's play some trust games like 
All right. And Anna says, you know, Amanda had been joking about how she was able to get out of anything. She was able to tie herself up and nobody believed she could tie herself up this way. So they play this rope game. Anna ties herself up. She gets out of it. They tie up. Man, I don't know. They're all tying each other up with rope. It's weird. And eventually they tie John to this chair. And he is like, all right, not funny. I'm going to go get out of this. So he bends down to to untie his feet. And Amanda hit him over the head with a wine bottle. So she bashes him on the back of the head. And then Anna says, and the next thing I knew, John had reared up and was leaning back against the wall, holding his head. And that's when Larry looked at me and told me if I knew what was best for my children and wanted them to live, I would follow all instructions that were given to me from that moment on. So in these side conversations with Amanda, Larry had apparently convinced Amanda that John was either a police informant or a federal agent. They kind of go back and forth in the story. Um, But also this is girl's meth brain. Yeah. Like I had a cousin who tied it, who tied somebody up to a tree and chased her with an ax. Like meth people aren't good. Uh, So Meth is bad, kids. Meth meth is is bad. 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 Liquid or solid. Liquid or solid, whatever. Just don't do it. All right. So for two to three days, they torture John trying to get him to confess that he's an agent, agent, right? And finally, they told him they were going to shoot him up with sodium pentanol yeah i can never say that word but you know what i mean the truth serum right that actually isn't a thing like it doesn't really work but uh so remember anna was trained as a nurse so they're like well you can find a vein but i'm also like you're all meth addicts and you're shooting up you can all find a vein and i don't even want to think about trying to find a vein on a guy who's yeah john's veins could not have been good um so but instead of shooting him up with truth serum what they shoot him up with is two syringes of that liquid meth Oh God! And, yeah, and I don't know what they thought was going to happen because you know that's not like you're not shooting him up with heroin. You're shooting him up with an amphetamine. So he goes a little crazy because you shot yeah. him up meth. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, they basically all like jump on him. Larry stands on his chest, and Amanda put a trash bag over his head. And then Anna said she was forced to. I don't know. Anna, well, Anna then ca- strangled him with her rope. So John is hmm. now dead hmm. and they were going to try and put him in a mine shaft that somehow didn't work. I never got the full story about what, what that looks like, which sorry, that could have been kind of funny, but why that didn't work. I know they couldn't pick him up. They couldn't fit him in the mine shaft. Like, like I, Benny Hill I, music playing in the background. Yeah. 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 Um, so they ended up putting him in garbage bags and burying him in a shallow grave, but you know, Meth has to be crazy. And Amanda's convinced that he's a vampire or something. And was like, I don't think he's dead. I want to make sure he's dead. So six days after he is buried. Oh God. They dig him up. They dismember him. And then they stake him to the ground, just like vampire tales of old. And they do what? that with bed rails and a sledgehammer. Oh God. What? Yeah. Cause Amanda was convinced he was Wait, alive what? because the hair on his head was still growing. Because you know, and Amanda was convinced because meth. Um, yeah, that's a better, yeah, yeah. So he gets buried, and so remember, this is like time two, round two, buried, round two, buried. So we're like kind of getting towards the end of February here, then it gets to March 11th, and we have a happy celebration day when Amanda and Larry go get married. 
in neighboring Tazewell County. Yep, hmm. yep. They got married and, you know, uh, Anna was a witness and Anna put a fake name, the line for father of the bride because she couldn't put him because, you know, thankfully, even in West Virginia and Virginia, it is still illegal to marry your father. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's actually only a misdemeanor. I'm like, should this be poor? I have a lot of problems with this. Anyway, so they get married. What do you do? I don't know. Whatever. Go ahead. I don't know. So they get married and they keep cashing John's social security checks, right? Mm. Uh, So at this point. It's going to get him. Well, you think, but no. Uh, So they're cashing his security checks and his family, like time goes going on. And like Mother's Day, like I said, they're getting comes around. She hasn't heard from John. She's like, yeah. what's going on? You know, I don't know what's, ha- what's happening. Uh, but the McClure's have left West Virginia and they have gone to the much more progressive state of Kentucky. And there, Anna says, this is, and I only heard this on Sword and Scale and I did not find it documented anywhere else. So this is all the words of Anna Chowdhury. And so whether or not they're true or not, I don't know. Um, but she says, okay, they moved there. They started staying with family and they were controlling her and she couldn't escape. Like there is, they wouldn't give her a phone and there was like, would never give them enough gas so she could get anywhere. And so mm-hmm. Amanda and Larry are now living as Brittany and Larry. And he is not introducing her as my child bride. He is introducing her as his wife, Brittany. But also Anna said they were staying with family. So I'm like, didn't they know? Well, don't you, did you not see that family photo album? Like, I don't, so this is this, I don't know if I believe any of what, what she says about, I think this may be total bullshit. It's a great story story. if it's not. Yeah. yeah. So according to her in Kentucky, Larry wanted to start a business. And in order to start the business, he wanted Anna to go back to work at the carnival because apparently she was skilled at working in the carnival. Shocking to nobody. The hold on. Country. Carney. I I, I can't believe it. I'm completely shocked. I know. I'm also very disappointed that that carny aspect did not come out in more of the reports on this. So hopefully in someday there will be a movie where the carny aspect comes out because I want to know more. All right. Yes. So Same. she says he wants her to be a carny so she could still steal children because what? he wants to start a brothel that would have young children in that that he could sell to other sex offenders because remember he's on the sex registry yeah and he said that while he was in prison they had to like they had to teach them about how what the sex registry was and how it worked so he could go in that and identify other sex offenders and know their proclivities sell children to them and and cater this this to them this guy was like has just taken his shit baggery to an epic level of evil yeah listen if this is true like I said, right. this is the only thing I heard Assuming of Anna saying this. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to do that. And finally, Anna was like, was able to escape. She ended up hitchhiking with a trucker. Her One of her cousins, she said, fight, you know, was able to get her out. She was able to get a hold of her fiance. And then he sent her money for a bus ticket. And it was like, you know, so she escapes to North Carolina on a bus. And so while she's there, she's talking to her cousin and her cousin says that uh, the Larry and Amanda had little girls at that property. And then like, they were just like little girls in the town that were going missing and that she thinks that he was selling those girls off. I don't know if this is true because that you would think it would have come into the story and nobody you, you else said anything about missing yeah. little girls. So 
I know this guy is a shitbag. I just don't know if he was that evil, evil shitbag. Yeah. No, he's not evil shitbag. Like, I just don't know, like, if he that was part of the crime that he committed. Right. So there's still not good, not good. Um, So one thing, though, like, if you are a a sex offender, you have to register yourself. Mm -hmm. And at some point, Larry ends up getting busted for not registering himself as a sex offender. So in September 2019, he gets arrested. And according to, I don't know what story this was, but Amanda stopped sending him money. And so he just flips on her and basically tells cop the cops like, hey, I may not have registered, but I have a body for you. And Ooh. my daughter killed a man. So he throws Amanda under the bus. Nice. It's like, yeah, I know. So, um, and he starts off with the story, just like starts telling them everything. They go up, they find, they find John's body. And so the family found like John's family finally knows what happens. And so now then they go and arrest Amanda in Chicago city, Minnesota. So Amanda had gone from Kentucky to Minnesota and Anna gets arrested in Boone, North Carolina. Now Larry gets sentenced to life without mercy in August, 2020. So basically it's like life without parole. Yeah. uh, in West Virginia. Um, Amanda, who was 31 at the time, she pled guilty to second degree murder and got a 40 year sentence. And the judge was basically saying that she was blaming it all on her father and not taking full responsibility because she was saying I was under influence of my dad. And I'm like, well, you're also under influence of meth, right? And I think it's, yeah. it's, I think this is really interesting because it's going to come up like in the episode in a bit. So I, I kind of like how that's going to yeah. go. Um, so, but the judge is basically like, no. Um, and then they end up also. So Amanda, Anna also gets 40 years. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she gets the same sentence as her sister. Mm -hmm. Basically, John's mom allowed them to plead down from first degree to second. And so that's why they got the lighter sentences. Uh, And then like uh, John's mom, Angela said, is like, if I had known all the shit they had done, I probably wouldn't have agreed to that plea deal. But I don't know. So, but here's my favorite twist about this story. All right. So both sisters, Amanda and Anna, are incarcerated at the same place. They're at Lakin Correctional Center and Jail in West Virginia. This is a maximum security correctional facility. Only It's the only all-female prison in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And it is built on land that was once the Lakin State Hospital. And this actually was a very mm. interesting hospital. It was West Virginia State Hospital for African-American mentally health, uh, mm. mental health patients. Mm-hmm. Although that time it was called the West Virginia Ho- State Hospital for the Colored Insane, which just sounds like terrible things happened there. But actually at the beginning of it, it was one of the few hospitals that was completely staffed by African-Americans. Huh. And we were actually getting really good care out to the community. But as all things go, like nothing stays good forever mm-hmm. and in 1940s dr walter freeman who was the main guy for the lobotomies came there and started basically performing lobotomies oh, and all the patients like over 150 of them oh. and eventually Four though nine. the site becomes the lake and correctional facility the woman's prison and the only there is still administration building from that state hospital and it's used as storage and you know that shit's haunted there's no way like this place is so fucking haunted so amanda is getting haunted like a motherfucker all the time i don't know how i feel about like anna like i kind of go back and forth i think like she made bad choices yes but i also think anna got was it just 
dealt some really shitty hands in life right. and was never taught to make better choices. So I kind of feel bummed for Anna, mm. but Amanda also kind of feel bummed for her. Cause she's really got, you know, like, and everyone just like goes off about how awful she is. And I'm like, yeah, but she had a real shitty life. And I don't know, maybe she doesn't deserve to be haunted by that ghost that's right by her bed right now, <laughs> but maybe she does. I don't know. Boo. Maybe she does. Boo, Amanda. Ah, uh, all right. Well, thanks so, for that fucked up story. I told you it was. I I, I gave a trigger warning for a reason. I knew she was mm-hmm. weird. And also, it was really sad when I was like trying to think, find you know, what I was going to do this episode. And I was duck duck go searching for murder. I just put in murder incest. There's a lot that comes up. I was oh, like, I'm huh, sure. upsettingly. Huh. A large Obs- amount, I was sure. an upsetting a lot, uh, but this that story just there's a lot of similarities to this. Uh, and the the Fritz the Fritzel story is good. It's been covered a lot, and if I had known that had been the news, I probably would have gone there. But that story is also just horrifying. And and well, this one is also like the McClures are also horrifying. At least I don't know, it's less horrifying than being someone being locked in a basement for 24 years. And yeah, giving birth not- to seven children and raising them oh. down there. Uh, uh, which is what happened here. So Psycho Nell was locked Psycho up Nell. her whole life. So, so the, in summary, what we've pieced together now at this point in the story is that Bill Gibson was a shitbag because after his wife died in childbirth, he fucked his daughter. She got pregnant and he was called her a whore and said the kids would never see the light of day. The kid would never see the light of day. And so she hung herself. And so now this baby who has the same daddy and granddaddy has been living in the walls. Yeah. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Wait, there's more? So we see Danny all tied up through like weird night vision, which is kind of a weird choice. I didn't like oh, this. Oh, oh, oh. Stupid. Uh, I'm sorry. You just, yeah, we, there's a part, I think, that may have got lost the notes when we stopped. Oh, forward. I did. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. So we got the, oh, gross. And then we're talking about humans. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, Sam yeah, says, we get the, mm-hmm, this is the important thing. Go for it. Yeah. So we're getting this back and forth and Sam's just kind of being glib. And, but not, I mean, he's just like, yeah, I mean, even though her life was hell, she can't murder someone, which is what I said was interest, interesting tie back to the lore. Yeah, then, it's not. He said that her life being hell was not an excuse for a murder spree. And and then Dean says, uh, he gets like defensive you know, about hell. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, like, like you yeah. know what hell was like. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, Dean. Because and that's what Sam is like. I didn't mean. I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. Dean. Like that was literal. You took them very literally. Yeah, and, and and so it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a a little bit of a I don't know. I wouldn't take I wouldn't take it to like a nature versus nurture kind of a thing, but. Sam's like, look, I mean, you got to know at some point that this is not okay. Whether she knows right and wrong, you, you don't get a free pass. Basically. You don't get to murder people. You don't. No. You just, that's just not okay. You don't, you don't get a free so, pass for that. But this is where uh, they figure out that dad had to have been feeding her. Like, or she had to have been somewhere, right? Like she's locked up and the Dean's like, oh, light bulb idea. I know. So now we're going to go to our new hole in the ground and the weird night vision. Why do we have night vision? The night vision makes no sense. It was so as part of it, I was like, well, wait, are, is this something that was in trunk that the girl on the wall was using? No, she wouldn't know how to use that. It obviously wasn't because he wasn't reacting because Danny, we see Danny, but he's not reacting to the, the night vision person, whoever, wherever this is shooting him. So it makes no sense. I was upset about the night vision. At first I thought it meant something and then I realized it was just a stupid shooting choice. And I don't like it. Yep. No, did not like that choice at all. 
So she creeps in with a rat, kills it, and eats it. And Danny tries to scream, but he's gagged. And if I, this part really disturbs me. I don't know. Cause she's just like laughing while he's screaming. It's just like, oh, it's just mm-hmm. like, she's just like chonking into it. She's just like, chomp, and she, chomp, chomp in the chomp, whole chomp rat. the fuck out of that rat. And I was just like, oh, oh man. Like that's, that's not good. And the yeah, your teeth are sharp. So sharp. Uh, so Dean wants to go down the dumb waiter because he's so dead set on being the one to save Danny. Yep, yep. He just got that in his butt. He's he's got to do it. And so another and, shot, interesting shot detail that they don't really address, and you don't see even Dean react to. But as he's crawling in the dumbwaiter, there's a shot from the inside of the dumbwaiter looking back up at Sam, and you see like finger claw marks right at that ooh. door at the entry of it, right where it opens at the opening. I thought that was um, a, a, a good attention to detail, if not creepy as fuck. Then yeah. uh, so. Sam asks Brian if he has curtains because they need rope, and mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't you ask Brian if he had rope? Like Brian, yeah. like he's a person. Like who doesn't have rope? Yeah. Like I mean, so, everyone's got something. Okay, but like we need curtains. All right. But while this is going on, we get a shot of the shed where Mom and Kate are hanging out, and something smashes the boards over their window. Oh, that's not no. good. No, that's not good. Back at the house, though, while Dean is down in the crawl space, he is finding weapons. All of baby's uh, baby trunks um, contents have been strewn about here. And he gets a finds one of his guns and does call the girl a klepto. She and is. so he's kind of whispering, calling for Danny, and he finds him and cuts him free, and and said, and Danny says, "Hurry, he's coming back." He he. And Danny goes, her brother. And I went, wrote WTF and got goosebumps and was not happy. It's a good twist, though. I, I, I thought it was a good twist. Um, and then Dean is all of a sudden tackled by a boy. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So there's implication is that it was twins or just that she had more than one of her dad's yep. kids. Hopefully. I don't know what's hopeful. You can't even say hopefully twins. Jesus fucking Christ. It's so awful. All of it. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, well, I mean, is it worse? I, I don't God. know. I don't know which one's worse or better. I, I give up. Well, so back at the come- shed, yeah. we've got, we've got mom and Kate are, are freaking out of it. And, um, the walls are being see, stabbed. Yeah. The walls and are being stabbed. What kind knife of knife is the wall this? Right behind it. I don't know. That's a good question. It's a very I mean, sharp, it's just it's like, a sharp it's, one. It's, it's a, a very sharp sturdy, one. It's sharp just going knife. in and out and not getting stuck. Cause I'm like, yeah. I can see like a knife going through a wall, but, but I'm pulling it back out. It's very pulling difficult. it back out. Yeah. It would just be like, uh, uh, and the, yeah, no. Okay. So the walls are being stabbed. Uh, and in the house, they throw down the fucking curtains. They throw down the curtain. Fucking Dean curtains, and man. Dean and the creepy bro, I don't know what else to call him, are fighting. Um, but what would be the boy version of, of Nell? Is it Neil? Psycho Neil? Psycho Neil? Yes. Psycho Neil. Uh, Psycho Nelson? <laughs> I like Psycho Nelson. Psycho Nelson. Psycho Nell and Psycho Nelson. Uh, so, and Danny's getting pulled up by Sam. So that's good. In the tied up curtains because nobody thought about rope. Um, mom back in the shed actually gets a little ballsy and she's got like a rake and while um the girl psycho nell is trying to break into the shed she uses the rake to push back at the door while she's trying to come through pretty impressive so danny gets pulled out of the dumbwaiter by dad at the house sam's yelling for dean 
Dean uses the flashlight to um, effectively slow the attack, which allows uh, by by Psycho Nelson gets a gun and shoots at close range multiple times. Yeah, actually, I did uh, not call him Psycho Nelson in here because Dean fights with powder. <laughs> oh, powder didn't have hair though. No, no, I was like, because he kind of looks like if powder and Edward Scissorhands had a baby. <laughs> Like he's very, it's a very, like, they're, why are they in these clothes? Like, I don't know what's going on with this. Like, I, I just don't understand it. It's, and then we're it's, outside. It's, it's and, a lot of it doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm going to say and, a lot of this episode is a stretch. Yeah. And then outside Psycho Nell like breaks down the door. Why is this bitch so strong? She's been strong. in the walls. And very determined. Like these like, people are not fucking with you anymore. They're hiding from you and you're chasing them down now. Like what the fuck? What is wrong with you Nell? And also Susan go to the gym this is a child like i mean granted she's kind of a bigger child like, what the fuck susan there's two of you no what are you oh man all right so Ooh, so back out the shed the girl gets in is about to get mom but she gets pulled out by her feet and you hear a lot of thumps and noises and screams they're not good noises it's like stab no, stab like scream, stabby stab, thumpy stab, screaming noises like, it just sounds squishy yeah. and i guess they're just like we can't show this murder like this old this man is like stabbing this child yeah. over and over again so we're just gonna do this off huh. camera and if we do squishy. the math this this kid is at least 20 years old she's an adult okay because the still, mom hung herself like, 20 still years not ago. a good look a man stabbing a woman to death no matter like a feral, even if she's a feral like person a, a yeah. feral woman it's not good it's, yeah. it's not a good look for anybody um so yeah and brian just like pounds on the door and he's just like he did it and he's covered oh, in blood girl. he's covered in blood and it kind of so. works for season like she's like kind of looks like oh yeah thanks brian now so this brian, is we're brian gonna come so now we've got mom kate and danny are all completely shell-shocked and sitting there crying on the front steps of their house of course now, right? i mean <laughs> i mean like rightfully so i'm not knocking that at all i'd be going trying to find that mess shit right we have some look good liquid come on now <laughs> um dad's standing there and um they're staring at the corpse of psycho Nell with an extreme unnecessary close-up at this point Sad. what what were they why? thinking why this is first off this didn't really add anything to the story to the feeling at the moment it added nothing yep. it was just creepy and weird and unnecessary yep, yep. i feel strongly about that all right, so the next morning yay trunk has been restored to her oh, glory <sighs> Everything is so much God. better. I could okay. not. Trunk is, trunk is okay. Trunk's okay. Whew. All right. Yeah. And Dean's got the the tires changing, and then he's just like, "Man, are you guys okay?" And Susan's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> like, but, we're, but we're together. But we're together, and we're holding hands, and like, so I guess like stabbing inbred hillbillies. It's like that's the best form of marriage counseling. Sure. Like, and then, gonna, and, that's and a trust exercise. Yeah, and they're all just grateful. They thank the brothers, but then the brothers are also like, uh, "Yeah, thanks for the head start." And they're like, "Yeah, we figured you didn't want to meet with the sheriff." It's like, yeah, no shit. Um, so. Uh, how do you explain this to sheriffs? Um, why are you still in this house? Why is this house not being lit on fire? Like you just walk away from this mortgage. You just pay that off. Like you just go, just go, just go. believe this. So Salt we have ground. a really weird scene. Yep. This is also weird. <laughs> so we have, we cut to um, Sam and Dean 
yep. standing next to baby under an overpass for no reason. Yep. At all with burgers. Cause that's where you eat your burgers. I'm going to pull my nonsense. burgers. It's nonsense. It's like when they pull over randomly, they'll like have beers somewhere. It's stupid. I, I get, get having the beers. I get like, Hey, do you want to have a beer? We're in the middle of nowhere. We'll stop. Okay. That. No, you just don't stop. You just drink and drive. I guess you can't do yeah. it on TV. So whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Because it's country, better than country road outside. tripping. Sorry, guys. Things happen. Oh, but yeah, it's better they're outside the car and then get back in. Whatever. But yeah. yeah, but also like why why did you bring the burgers out to oh whatever? Yeah. So but Dean's came and eat his burger, which so you know he's upset. Right. That is a sign. That is how you know. Uh and and like that basically like they talk about how they kind of feel for those the Nell and Psycho Nell and Psycho Nelson. Uh, because they had a life of, you know, a lifelong torture, basically. That was what their life was. And it is kind of sad. No, he's, yeah, he's got empathy. He's like, look, man, like, this is kind of gross. You know, I get it. Like, but, and, you know, there's reference to them being barely human. And then Dean's like, no, but I was worse. I did, you know, I did it for pleasure. I enjoyed it. And he's talking about his time in hell when he was helping torture people. Um, He's like, you know, you know, for all the years of pain, um, it, it helped me deal with some of that. And the, you know, the kids were just, these kids were just animals defending their own property, but I enjoyed torturing people. It's different. So, and that he can't fill this hole inside of him by saving people. Yep. And that's apparently, you know, this is what we get to from the beginning to the end. This is what Dean has been trying to do. He has been trying to fill the hole that he felt torturing bad people in hell. And but also like it's i think it's interesting you know going back to math um but really what you know what he's saying though is just like look at i chasing the dragon but it's just like i was in so much pain and then i found this thing that took away the pain and all i want to do was not have that pain anymore and no matter who i hurt no matter what i did that felt better than feeling that pain and so i think that's you know pretty a pretty insightful thing in the human experience yeah. but they're not trying to talk about addiction that's just where i go to on that but that's you know yeah yes and then but but why are you having this conversation here i, I don't it's weird it's forced and weird yeah. but like a lot of, i felt that way about a lot of things about this episode i'm just saying yeah and, and yes you, you're and right the humans the are worse and they killed the fucking dog they broke the rule you don't kill the dog fuckers yeah Uh, i do have one casting note that i would like to share Mm -hmm. so susan carter our mother in this episode um has pretty big claim to fame uh helen slater was also the original 1984 supergirl that is pretty cool in addition to being the legend of billy jean which i haven't seen but i was told i should see so yeah other fun did you did you get the other casting notes about the supernatural tiebacks i did not get the supernatural tiebacks i have a few other like uncle ted was uh bradley striker he funny enough was in a 2022 movie called crawl space (laughs) and he died in a crawl space but he was also in a few episodes of i zombie um and then uh 
Kate Carter was played by Alexa Nicholas, and she was a major character on Zoe 101, the Nickelodeon show, and then uh, was in three episodes of Walking Dead as Haley. And um, Danny was played by um, Dylan Minnette, and he was in a bunch of the Goosebumps movies. So uh, now good old Bill Gibson, that piece of shit, uh, was played uh, by uh, Jerry Russo. He was a lot of like small, small roles, but it was some interesting shows, X-Files, Once Upon a Time, and he is in another episode of Supernatural later on. Yeah, he no, before this, he was in oh, episode before. season two, episode 18, Hollywood Babylon. Oh, okay. He played Billy Beard in that. Yes. And then other interesting side note, uh, uh, interview with Sci-Fi Magazine, Eric Kripke said, oh, this is, you talk about the episode, um, th- this will tie in. So he said, you know, we wanted to make an episode like the X-Files home, Let's make an episode that the network will air once and then people will complain so much they'll never air it again. And the role of the housekeeper in this episode, Mrs. Curry, was played by Karen Conaval, who also played the mother of the incestuous family in that X-Files episode. And then she will come back again later. It, we'll see her in season nine of Supernatural. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Other fun fact too, this is one of the only six episodes where the monsters are human. And we've seen two of them so far, the Benders. Well, mm-hmm. Cheers to the Bloody Benders girls who are still rocking in Mexico. Ole. And uh, uh, season two is the usual suspects. So, yeah. I don't like it. Nobody like liked it. it. Well, that's why I love the, that's why I love what Krippy said. Complain so much, so I'll never air it again. And I'm like, you want, why did you want me to hate this? Why do you yeah. want, make me want to hate you? Hate you. Yeah. Hate you like a lot. It. But I don't hate you. You I love. Oh. All, All right. right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it then because I'm tired of talking about hillbillies and meth. All right. But not incest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's, That's fine. All right. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod. Or you can email us, devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement, and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow. <laughs>